This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers, we made it to Thursday here, and we are hanging out with Julia and special guest host Patrick Richardson, the laundry evangelist. Evangelist, excuse me. We're going to talk everything Hollywood, laundry, and a little bit more today. So let's sit back and enjoy the show, you guys. We are, but Patrick just showed me breaking news, Grant. Ivana Trump has passed away at what? 73. Yeah. The Whoa. ex-wife of former President Trump wow. has passed away. How did she die, Patrick? Um, what do we know? Uh, well, it says that they uh, found her in her apartment uh, today, like about, it says 1230. So mm-hmm. um, they responded to cardiac arrest. So we don't, you know, we assume it was a heart attack, but I guess it's so breaking Wow. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's um it's young. Seventy three. Yeah, seventy three. So and, young. You know. Sad. You know, I met her once. Okay, oh, tell you me did. Where. So I did. I was at a fashion show at Fashion Week. Um in New York. In New York. Okay. And she was a big fan of the designer. And she was sitting it's funny, she was sitting right next to Patty Hearst. Oh wait, and, well, first of all, wow. What year what year are we in? Uh it was 2004. Okay. So she's sitting next to Patty Hearst, and I was desperate to meet Patty Hearst. Okay. Because, of course, you yes. know, Patty Hearst. Yes. And I was going to yell Tanya and see if she looked at me, <laughs> and I didn't have the nerve. <laughs> and um, when I was in college, I had a friend who wanted to rent... A hearse, and he was going to call it Patty Hearse. Okay, that's hysterical. That's hysterical. <laughs> right? We put the fun in funeral. That yes, was his big thing. I love it. That is cool. So I wanted to meet Patty Hearst so that I could get a picture to send to him. And Ivana was next to her, and you know, at that time, I mean, this was obviously pre-politics and that right, sort of right, thing. Right, right, right. Um, so the only thing I sort of knew about her is you know that she was half of Donald and Ivana. Right. And I'm going to tell you, she's beautiful. She yeah. was stunning and, you know, obviously turned out to perfection, right? Yes, I mean, yes, not a yes, hair, yes. I mean, everything just, but she was beautiful. And so I had to say hello. And, you know, she puts her hand out like, you know, charmed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> charmed, you know, I'm kind sure. of like, am I supposed to kiss your ring? Yes, I'm not sure. Yes. And, but it was, it was, I mean, it was really pretty amazing because she was beautiful. I mean, she was absolutely. And was she lovely to you? She was darling oh and so you know i mean that's kind of my only interaction with her and um but you know she was she was pretty tough i mean and remember in the divorce she took the the hotel she did take and ran the hotel i mean she was a pretty she did yep after the divorce from donald trump finalized in 1992 and wasn't he with marla maples yes wasn't that the yeah and so she um took the hotel 
She developed her own line of clothing, fashion, jewelry, beauty product, products that were sold on QVC and the Home Shopping Network. Um, wow, I just can't even believe that she's dead. She's 73, so it sounds like she had a heart attack. Yeah, it must have been, because we haven't heard, I mean, quite frankly, we would have heard. Right. You know, given the yes. state of the world at the moment, yes. everything that's going on, we would have heard. Like, if she'd had the sniffles, we would have known. Right. So clearly, wow. you know, yeah. Right. So she, um, their marriage became an unraveled in Christmas of 1989 when on vacation in Aspen, Colorado. They were observed fighting after Ivana encountered Donald Trump's mistress, Marla Maples. The Chicago Tribune reported that by February 1990, Donald Trump had locked Ivana out of her office at the Plaza Hotel. And a legal battle ensued over the legitimacy of the four four prenuptial agreements. Legitimacy and Donald Trump? Yep. No, over the four different prenuptial agreements no, that they I, I did. I love, he's always fighting everything. Yeah, that they had negotiated over the years. So um, the Trump's divorce proceedings were widely um, publicized, front page coverage everywhere, all over the New York tabloids and everything. And the story, um, oh, and good old list, uh, it was on the cover of the paper for 11 days in a row. And the story was the subject of Liz Smith's entire news coverage for three months. Now, wow. Liz Smith was on our show so many times at the very beginning. We went to New York and had her in person. She had to take a riffraff thing, you know, a pedicab, because she couldn't get a cab <laughs> to get to Sardi's, where we were broadcasting one day. And um, Liz Smith? Liz Smith. She was a very well-known gossip columnist, columnist for the New York Post. Okay. Her and Cindy oh, Adams go. forever. Oh, wow. Yeah, face. There we go. Yes. So anyway, wow. And was she still with that young guy that she's been dating forever? I don't even know. Well, we can't see any. I mean, I haven't seen pictures. I'm like. No. Well, anyway, we're just talking because Ivana Trump died this afternoon. Yeah. That's, you know. That's sad. It's kind of the end of an era. I mean, because they were, I mean, taking politics out of everything. Yes. Absolutely. They were. I mean, they were the the golden couple couple. of the 80s. I mean. 100%. They're, you know, Jack and Jackie of the 80s. I mean. When you think he of, was good looking, she was gorgeous. Oh, she was, and then I mean, you know, and jewelry to die for. Oh, and, right. You know, I mean, and they were just so. I mean, when you think of the eighties, right? So just think of the eighties, yeah. And you think of excess and shoulder pads and big <laughs> hair and tans, and they're all of that. Yeah, you're so right. They're all of those things. You're I mean, so the right. The only thing that's missing in the picture is a DeLorean. <laughs> that's true. You know, I mean, they're just so. They were the king and queen for sure. And you know who was their, um, who was the um, Helsinki or who was the lady, the queen of the hotels that was in always oh, in the battle? Leona Helmsley. Leona oh. Helmsley. Oh. And they're doing a documentary about her. Oh. Finally, who left, you know, $66 million for her dog. Um, mm-hmm. But she was caught, you know, she was dubbed the queen of mean. Right. Right back then. But she famously would have all these fights with Donald Trump because they were both hoteliers in the 80s. So there's this really good story, and I was kind of reading about it in Variety or somewhere that they're working on this documentary that she kind of got thrown under the bus by the gossip columnist Mm -hmm. and wasn't that bad of a person. Um, So, And it was just the beef between Trump and Helmsley for the hotel properties in New York back in the day. Right. And, I mean, they both wanted the biggest, the best, whatever. 100%. And, you know, think, like, she went to prison for, like, scamming tax. Yes. um, (laughs) I have no other comment. Right. 
Right. It's you kind know. of interesting. Uh-huh. So that'll be coming out. Well, we're sorry. We're sorry that that just happened. Yeah, that is. 73 is yeah. too young. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, she was a remarkable woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, you know, left communist country, came to she the did. U.S. Yep. I mean, she was beautiful. Say what you want about Donald Trump, but his wives are beautiful. Yeah, oh, and he yes. was gorgeous back in the day. He was yeah. pretty good looking. Yeah, but and, I mean, yeah, she was breathtaking. Right. And, you know, Melania is incredibly gorgeous. And Marla Maples, Marla Maples was, was gorgeous. beautiful. And, yeah. you know, their daughter, Tiffany, looks just like her. She does. She does. And She's she married a billionaire last year. Good for her. I know, right? You know what? That Why is how... not? If you've got a billionaire out there looking for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you know, if I was single, I'd be <laughs> like, is there a billionaire? Call in. Here's Call the number. In, 651-641-1071. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Patrick um, Richards. We are going to be talking a little laundry later in our show. We're going to talk fashion. We're going to we have Ruth Waron, who's oh, yeah. an international bestselling author, who's actually in town, mm. but not going to be in studio for an event tonight at 630 at the Hennepin South Library hosted by Valley Booksellers. Cool. So that's going to all be happening today. And throughout our show, every hour, we're giving away a chance for you to come to our 20th anniversary birthday party, which is next Thursday at Lush. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Happy birthday! That's hot. That's hot. Give us a buzz, 651-641-1071, for your chance to come to our birthday bash next Thursday at Lush. And people have been... Asking us what to wear. So I'm going to ask you this, Patrick. Patrick Richards, the Laundry Evangelist, and um, Laundry Love is the book that Patrick wrote. And you can follow him at Laundry Patrick. He also has the store Mona Williams at the Mall of America and the Discovery TV show. Um, what is it, Laundry with Patrick? or what The was Laundry it? Guy. The Laundry Guy. Yeah. You have so many monikers. I uh, know. It's just too many. It's just too many. So I'm so delighted you're here with us today. Thanks for coming in. Oh, I'm so- are you kidding? I wouldn't miss a brain day. <laughs> And we both had days, so we're like a little rat, and we're like, all right, let's just take deep cleansing breaths, and we're on the air. But if someone was asking you, okay, so it's a party at Lush, which is a fun joie de vie bar restaurant. Sure. Um, You know, I just said, come in something that you feel fabulous. I don't think that there's any fashion that goes, but is there anything, how do you describe to people if they say, you know, what should I wear? Well, I mean, really, the rule for fashion right now is just about anything goes. I mean, we just saw the haute couture shows, what was it, last week, I think? Um, You know, the haute couture shows were in Europe, and I was obsessed with them. Okay. I'm generally obsessed. Okay. But I'm going to tell you what things really looked like. It's interesting. It goes with our Ivana thing. I mean, stuff looked like the 80s. I mean, there was an Elsa Scaparelli dress that I swear to you looked just like the dress my date wore to prom. <laughs> um, you know, it was short and tight with big giant ruffles around the bottom. Right. It really, Remember those? Yeah, and that's what it looked like. And, and you know, it looked great. Like, it looked sort of new. Yeah. I think that we've seen so many things like, you know, everybody's worn long and, you know, like those prairie dresses are at Target oh. that go to the floor. And so I think that, you know, really short with a big ruffle right. looks kind of fun. But everything looked like the 80s. So, you know, I would put on, well, I would, of course, just put on a couple of polos and pop the collar. Yeah, because, I know you would. You're Mr. Prep. You know, but, I mean, it would be a great time to just pull out something just super bright, super fun, 
And, you know, Barbie con, you know, it's all about the hot, hot, hot pink. But you know right. what you're talking about? Because I noticed this because I was obsessed with bows, bows in my hair, bows in my rib, bows everywhere, bows in your shoes, bows wherever you could put a damn bow. And I think that's Absolutely. 80s and early 90s. And so um, Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge, mm-hmm. wore that bright yellow dress to Wimbledon with the bow tie at the neck, which right. I thought was a new twist on the bow. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. It was. I she's think so Bo's, darling. Well, she's got, and she's she's a perfect right, model figure, right. you know, tall and skinny. But the bows, I think, are also kind of in coming back. Right. I mean, we're seeing that. Well, it's embellishment. You yeah. know, we've gotten away from, like, everything being so minimal. Yes. I mean, people are starting to wear accessories. Right. You know, the award shows. I mean, you've noticed, like, jewelry's returning. Yes. So, you know, bows just kind of go right along with that. I mean, I, you know, I think that maybe... You should wear a big giant bow. Maybe a hair bow. You should wear a hair bow. I'm going to wear a big hair bow. Uh-huh. I think you should. I'll wear a big hair bow. You know, um, it's funny because you talk about jewelry. I mean, for two years, no one wore ear. I never changed my earrings. I never wore rings. Mm-hmm. We never wore necklaces. Right. You know, and it's fun to see people, you know, getting back into fashion again. It is. And I think that, don't you think everybody's just ready to buy something new? I mean, Ross and I just, this past weekend, we were going to go you know, just pick up some, like, summer stuff. Yeah. And it was just, we went nuts because... You haven't bought stuff in so long. No, and it was just fun to buy things. What do you think for a man's wardrobe? Because you worked at Neiman's, you worked at um, Nordy's, mm-hmm. you are, this is your jam, you have a fashion store. Right. Um, and laundry store. Um, what do you think, if you were a guy, what do you think are, like, staples that a man would need in his wardrobe, like five things a guy should have in their wardrobe. You should totally have a navy blue suit because you can pull it apart, you know, and then you can have navy pants and you can have a navy jacket, but you have a navy suit that'll take you anywhere. Okay. Like a kick-ass pair of jeans because you should have a pair of jeans that fits. What matters is that they fit. You should have a great looking white shirt because, you know, you put it with the suit, but it also looks great with the pair of jeans. And are we talking button down? Yeah, like a okay. button down, like like a dress shirt. Yeah. And let's see, that's three. Um, a black cardigan. Oh. Because a black cardigan would work with a jacket wouldn't. Okay. And then, you know, like a great t-shirt because there's very few things sexier than a pair of jeans, a great t-shirt and a navy jacket. And, you know, that'd be the perfect thing to wear to Lush, actually. That would be the perfect you know, thing And then, I go, okay, I'm going to throw in a sixth because you need a really awesome pair of shoes. I know it. Okay, is there, because I was watching the Clubhouse with Andy Cohen the other night, and he had a mm-hmm. great new pair of uh, Louboutin new loafers, and mm-hmm. I love a man's loafer without a sign. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Axel, the no CM socks. I think that look is so sexy. It is. Is there a great place to buy good uh, discounted men's shoes that you like? Um, you know what's funny is you can find great looking shoes lots of places. I mean, you can find them like at like those discount like shoe DSW, like DSW or would be a great example. You can find them there, but you know, you can also find them like at on sale at like Macy's or right. You know, Macy's has the best sales. Yeah, and the thing is, there's so many great looking shoes. I mean, even some less expensive brands right, will die. Yeah. Are making really good looking shoes. You know, because like Steve Madden, a guy that I work with, wears them all the time, and he picks them up for you know forty or fifty bucks. Right, and they're great looking. Right. Okay, I would agree with. I think those are all great. What do you think about men in jewelry? Um, I actually like men in jewelry, but okay. you have to be confident enough to wear it. Okay. You know, because I occasionally like to wear like a Yerman bracelet or something. Yep. But I'm not a gold chain guy, but I just don't think it's my look. Right. But I think when you are a gold chain guy, it's really, really sharp. What do you think of man liner and man stuff like that? <laughs> I don't get it. The truth of the matter is I don't get it. Okay. I don't hate it. I just don't get it. I mean, to me, it seems like too much work. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Grant, do you think the same? Yeah. I, I think the work, yeah, is a little, it's a lot. But if you, because I think of what I look like without makeup or eyeliner or something, I mean, it's a, such a transformation. I just, I'm not, I don't have my arms all the way around it for men, um, but I'm just asking. Yeah. I don't, as far as like men in makeup, I've got no issues with that. I right. just think... You know, if you if you think it makes you look good, I mean, do it, right? Do what makes you happy, right? No yeah. kidding. I've I've put it on. Steve got me to put some on one day because he's a regular wearer of makeup. And <laughs> yeah. not gonna lie, when I put it on, I was like, damn, I look good. If I could do it every day, on but, and off TV. But I don't have yeah, right. But I don't have the uh, time. To no, do that I know every it day. does. I mean, I'm telling you, the steps you have to do to get out of the house these days—it's a lot as we age. Yes. All right, those were great ones. We're gonna get to women's fashion things yeah. later in our show. But coming up next, we've got Ruth Ware, international best-selling author, is gonna be joining us. The It Girls, her latest book, loved, loved, loved it. Okay, so we are so delighted right now we have one of our fav- favorite psychological thriller authors with us ruth ware and the latest book is the it girl and you might have read some of her other books the woman in cabin 10 the turn of the key in the dark dark woods the lion game and ruth i understand you're in minnesota i am yes i'm just down the road very I, exciting i know well welcome we brought the hot weather for you oh it's gorgeous i flew in and the I was so blue. It was amazing. Oh, fun. And I want to let people know um, that there's an event tonight with Ruth. We're at 630 at the Hennepin South Library. Any dine-in. It's hosted by Valley Booksellers. So if you want to meet Ruth in person, she's going to be there later tonight. And is this your first time in Minnesota, Ruth? I think it might be. Yeah, I did a tour for um, the death of Mrs. Westaway a few years ago, but I'm not sure that I got to Minnesota there. So, uh, yes, this is very exciting. Well, welcome. All right. So your latest novel, another page turner psychological thriller, The It Girl. Can you give our listeners the setup? 
Well, so my main character, Hannah, is a bookseller. She's living in Edinburgh with her husband, Will. She's expecting her first baby. So everything should be rosy, but then her world is rocked when she discovers that the man that she put away for the murder of her best friend 10 years ago has died in prison. And, of course, this should be good news. It should close the chapter on a really painful episode of her life. But in fact, it forces her to face up to the fact that she has never been completely happy with his conviction. And she starts to wonder if she might have made a mistake. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I thought from when, you know, you know all this in the first on the back of the book cover. So we already know all this turning the pages. And so was no spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) So we've had the advanced copies for a couple months. And Lori, my partner, who's off today, um, she is a voracious reader and she can read a book in like two days. And so she finished it so far before me. So I kept saying, is it this person? Is it this person? Is it this person? Is it this person? <laughs> and I have to admit, I did not figure it out. Hooray, you're my ideal reader. That's exactly what I want you to be doing, suspecting everybody. And then hopefully I fooled you. <laughs> you totally fooled me. And, you know, I know that this book was different because when you started writing, your first novel was released in 2015 and you were kind of juggling between your young kids and your real job, and then you're writing your first novel. But after that, you were producing novels every 12 months, but things changed in lockdown, and then this is kind of came out after that. How was, how was all that for you? Yeah, this is last year was the first year that I didn't have a book out, which was really weird for me. Um, but basically, you know, lockdown hit, all the schools were closed, I was homeschooling my kids. My husband uh, is a virologist, so he was working all the hours. um, And really everything fell on me, so I just didn't have time to write for a year, which was really tough. I think I didn't quite realize how much I rely on writing to sort of make sense of the world. Right. Um, But the good thing was that when I came out of it and my kids went back to school, I found I had this novel kind of fully formed in the back of my head, and I wrote it really fast. It's it's so good. So you're talking about the main character, Hannah, and um, she kind of feels like she never fits in anywhere and goes to this, you know, to an Oxford type school in London. And she gets her roommate is like the most beautiful, popular, rich girl. And their friendship has so many different layers to it. And she gets brought into kind of um, her her group of people, um, April, April's friends. And it just Hannah's always questioning herself on every step and not trusting herself on anything. She but is. It's, it's, she's got it, some interesting characteristics, but how she can't let it go once she starts thinking, maybe I made a mistake and put this innocent person away. Absolutely. And I think, you know, none of my characters are me. None of my books are autobiographical, but definitely that was a part of myself that I put into Hannah. Like, I think if I had made a mistake of that magnitude or fear that I had, I would never sleep a wink until I had figured out one way or the other. And, you know, if I knew that I had made a mistake and this is how it had fallen out, I would have to learn to live with that. But I think the uncertainty would kill me. And that is definitely something that I share with Hannah. You know, when she starts to doubt what happened, right. she has to find out the truth. And how, and you know, you know, when something you doubt or you feel bad about, I mean, I wouldn't be able to sleep either, Ruth. I, and I really wouldn't. And I love that she worked at the bookstore and um, we just love our small bookstores and we always encourage everybody to shop local. But when something eats away at you 
And then with all the yeah. other extenuating circumstances that are going on with her life physically, it really, I was like, take care of this part of your life, not that part. I was like worried about her. <laughs> I know. Well, and it becomes such a bone of contention with her husband because oh. understandably he wants her to focus on their baby right. and, you know, to put all of this behind her. And this becomes a real issue in their marriage that she's saying, look, please listen to me. Something is wrong. I want you to support me. And right. he's saying, no, no, leave it alone. Move on. We have a baby. We have a baby. Well, how do you feel now? Okay, so you're going out on tour for the first time probably in two and a half years at least. What is it like for you now to go out and see faces versus doing all your Zoom, you know, things and things like that that you've been doing? It's simultaneously really lovely and really weird. It is a bit strange, (laughs) but I think I met more people last night than I talked to in the entire two years. Isn't that something? I was a little bit kind of, oh, sort of blinking in the headlights, but it is just so lovely to be with people again and to be able to sign their books. And I think I just, I hadn't realized how much I'd missed it until I was back in a room full of readers. I mean, you know, who are the best people in the world, obviously. They, I, we would agree with you. And, you know, the reading, I think, during COVID really excel, accelerated. I mean, it was just it such, did. I think... Getting into a book and turning off the TV is such a great escape. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we all needed to escape reality a little bit over the last two years. And uh, books definitely gave me a way to get away from the, the, some of the you know daily doom scrolling that I was doing on Twitter. So I think I'm really happy if my books gave other people a little bit of escapism as well. Oh, I think so. If you're just joining us, we're with best international bestselling author Ruth Ware. The latest book is The It Girl. The cover is amazing. I love it. You know, when you you said, because I didn't figure this out till the end, and it was really driving me crazy because I'm like, Lori, just tell me, just tell me who did it. And she's <laughs> like, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, is it this one? Is it that one? And you said, that's the greatest compliment. Is that really, because you write psychological thrillers, if you can keep the reader on the edge till the last few pages. That is what I'm hoping to do. I mean, the, the trouble with writing crime is that crime readers tend to read a lot of crime they're yes. very sophisticated readers they have read a lot of books with a lot of different ways trying to pull the wool over their eyes so they are very hard people to fool so i don't expect to fool all of the people all of the time but i'm really happy if i do manage to string someone along until that last page i totally thought it was this other person the whole time the entire time Hooray. the entire <laughs> time and i'm like Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I do like my red herrings, and there are quite a lot of red herrings in this book. They're so really... I don't think that's giving any spoilers. No, but now that I think about it, the things I missed, you know, because I was so obsessed. I was, I had it in my mind. It was this one person the entire time. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Once you start, once you want to build a case, you start looking for evidence against that person. I did. And actually, that's <laughs> kind of what the book is about. You know, Hannah has a right. preconception in her head. And so she looks for evidence that supports her preconception. But, of course, it's all the little breadcrumbs that are dropped in the background that you don't necessarily notice. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think. okay. so when you stack your books together and I know books are like babies and things like that. Is there one that you just kind of feel like, oh, this is so good? Oh, I mean, I feel like I'm being asked to pick which is my favorite child right. when I ask that. Um, I guess as a writer, you always want to think that you're getting better. Yes. Um, so I am probably most attached to the book that I'm writing now, which uh, is 
still at a slightly ugly duckling stage. Um, but that's more of a thriller. It's kind of, it's a bit of a departure for me. It's still a whodunit, but it's much more kind of pulse pounding and, and oh. action based. Uh, so yeah. Um, but I guess I'll always have a spot, soft spot for Inner Dot Dot Wood because that was the book that changed everything for that me. Was... And it was my first. So yeah. I still have that on my bookshelf at home. That's a oh. and the cover. I mean, I'm telling you, covers covers do everything for for us. I think as readers, so we have to ask you, Ruth, what what is the last great book besides yours that you've read that you think, wow, people should know about this book? Oh, I see. Every time I'm asked, every single book that I've recently read goes straight out of my head. Of course, <laughs> of course, floundering. But I did. Um, on the uh, on the plane to my last event, I read um, The Reckless Girls. Um, oh, yes. Because that, that was a book that my um, my host had written, and it was fantastic. It was so pacey. It took me away in just the way I wanted to this remote island. So that was a really fun read. I recommend that. We had her on for that. I can't oh, think of her name. and that was... So your readers already know what a good book yeah, is. Yeah, that was a great... <laughs> okay, another one that threw you off. Yeah. That yeah, was good about that. Very twisty. Yeah, that yeah. little island outside of Hawaii. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A... Lots of twists and turns. Lots of fun. Yes. I really enjoyed it. Oh, my gosh. Well, we love reading you. I think everyone should pick up Ruth Ware's The It Girl. Just came out two days ago. And welcome to Minnesota. And I hope you have just a gang, you know, just a large turnout tonight. And, oh, thank um, you. And we just really enjoy reading you and can't wait to talk to you again for your next book. And thank you, thank oh, you. Oh, it's a date. <laughs> okay, well, I know your publishers. <laughs> we know how to find you, but thank you so much for your time. And again, thanks for keeping us reading, you know, wonderful, exciting psychological thrillers like The It Girl. And it's just our pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks, Ruth. All right, we're going to say goodbye to her. And, and Grant, I don't know what our book situation is. I feel like... They said that they are sending us some, so okay. what I can do is we could take a couple, but let's just let them know that we won't be able to send them out until we get them. Right, we've been moving, so I've kind of lost track of what we have in stock in the book file. Yes. <laughs> and everything's so great. So we'll have the first two callers at 651-641-1071, and we'll get this out to you, but it's not going to be immediately. Yep. But in the meantime, for everyone else, if you want a great thriller to read... Go get it. Ruth Ware's The It Girl. We're going to be right back. This is Lori and Julie on My Talk. Kate Bush, who's made the big comeback, this song especially from Stranger Things, and Patrick and I are just talking about how you love her, and I think her song that I love the most is with Peter Gabriel, Don't Give Up. Right, and her voice is so breathy, and I love her, though. I mean, she's all on my Spotify. You've seen her, I'm sure. I've not. You haven't? No, she like is like a recluse. Mm. And yeah. she's English, right? She is. I didn't know that. Yeah, she hasn't been out hasn't in the been scene. Yeah. Out in the scene at all. Okay, no. so we want to give a shout out to Angela and Linda. When we get the books, we'll send them to you. Those were our book winners. And we've had two winners already for our 20th anniversary party. We've got two more sets to give away later in our show today. Everybody's a winner today on the Lori and Julia show, including me, because Patrick's sitting across from me. Okay, we have a little laundry question for you, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's for it's a laundry question from Ann T. And she says, hair dye on the collar of sweater 
when she got her hair colored mm-hmm. for the first time ever someone got hair her hairdresser got color on her sweater the sweater is 64% cotton 26% polyester and 10% polymid yeah i washed in cold water and cold faded but still visible is there any hope oh yeah, absolutely um i'll give you two things that'll take it out oxygen bleach which you know i mean i feel like it's your, I feel like a broken record with oxygen I think you bleach. should have t-shirts made. Oxygen bleach. It's right. It's just Exclam- the I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I should really just have it set up so that when people send me a question, it just comes back. Oxygen, oxygen bleach. bleach. But oxygen bleach or Amidex. Um, Amidex is a stain remover. It's actually meant as an ink stain remover. It'll take out Sharpie. Right. In fact, Sharpie recommends Amidex. But I'm positive it will also lift hair dye. You and think you, so? Yeah, and they have, if you go to Amidex.com, they have a store locator on their website. So you can find it, you know, whatever's I, close to you. I bought Amidex, so I am going to keep this, and I'm going to ask you another question about it. Um I bought Amidex, and it's just a little powder thing that you put right on top of the stain, and you leave yep. it on for five minutes, three right. to five minutes, and then you brush it off. And if it's still there, they tell you to do it again. Is that how you use it? No, Amidex is a liquid. Oh, all right. Then there we go. I'm using something completely different, like okay. Spot Out. Well, I mean, I hope that it's like Spot Out or something and not like Coke. Um, no idea. <laughs> Really? Am I supposed to be snorting those <laughs> right. those those things in that little tube? But um, <laughs> what I've been Amidex, missing out. It comes in a little tube, and you use it almost like you would use it with a Q-tip. I mean, you just need a tiny, tiny little bit. All right, I've been using the wrong crap. Oh, I see that. No, I have been using this. So I, it does come in a powder too. Um, oh, here's my thing about it: is um, when I'm using this. So just a tiny bit because my friend got all this grill grease on yeah. his new white shorts. Yep. And you just put Amidex right on it. Yep. Let and- it sit. And what's great about Amidex is you can let it sit as long as you want. Like if you try it and it doesn't work after 10 minutes, you can put it back on and let it sit overnight. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it The longer it sits, it's, it's strange because it's soap-based, okay. which is very unusual. And the longer it sits... It will continue to work. It's very, it's a very unusual product. Really? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm good to, glad to know about that. I, um, I might be using something else. It feels like that looks like my bottle, but who the hell knows? Mm. Um, so if anyone has any quick questions about your laundry, please feel free to call. You had something on Insta the other day about eggs. Eggs and mm-hmm. mustard remind me right. of the same thing. A yolk and a mustard, which are two of the hardest things to get out of cotton. Right. What is the trip? Because, boy, the mustard. Trip, right. Mustard. Well, I hate to be the broken record, but mustard comes <laughs> out with oxygen bleach. Um, it's the turmeric. The turmeric is what makes it so hard to get out. It's that yellow turmeric. That, right. Um, and oxygen bleach will break it down. Eggs. The best thing to do with eggs is to use, is to get the stain wet and use a horsehair brush and soap. 
because the horsehair brush is soft enough that it will kind of dig into the fibers without like wrecking the fabric. Right. Yeah, that's the best thing to do for eggs because what you want to do is you just want to liquefy that yolk. Yes. And then it'll come out. Then to get it up. Yeah. Okay, so do you, because Grant said, you know, since you were on the last time, he doesn't use oh, nearly yeah. the same amount of soap. Good. And he was do, using the pods. And um, I'm just laughing at him. I had, um, let's see, I have Amadex on this last. I save all my notes when you're on, Patrick. Oh, wow. And I bring them home. And I've had to look in your book, Laundry Love, mm-hmm. lately because I'm trying to figure out how to get some stuff out. Sure. It's so funny that I save everything. Right. I appreciate it. Well, let's talk to, is Hannah first, Grant, or Cynthia? Let's talk to. We Cynth- got, we've got two callers. Yeah, Hannah or Cynthia. Let's go with Hannah first. All right, Hannah, you're on My Talk 1071. Do you have a quick question for Patrick? Hi, yes. Um, so I have a baby at home and just tons of sit up on lots of different clothes. So I don't like, I just don't know how to get all the stains out. And a toddler too. So she has lots of food stains and stuff. Is there any like one product or one thing I could do to get all the stains out in those little, in their clothes? Yeah, I'm going to tell you like the quickest three step process ever. Use a lot less detergent because if you use too much detergent, the stains will be harder to get out. Okay. Add some baking soda or washing soda, um, whichever one you want to buy. They both they work the same way. If you go to um, a warehouse store, baking soda is cheaper. If you go to the grocery store, washing soda is cheaper. And then, because it's the topic of the hour, I would throw oxygen bleach in with all of their clothes. Oxygen bleach okay. is completely color safe, so they can you can use it on everything, and. You know, there are probably stains. I mean, you don't have time to look through every single thing. There's probably stains you miss. And exactly. so if, if you just put oxygen bleach in the wash, it'll pick out everything and you'll be good to go. Okay, oxygen bleach. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, oh, my gosh, of course. Yes, and I want to tell you something, um, Hannah, mm-hmm. is that the oxygen bleach that we think we're buying in OxyClean, which is a very popular mm-hmm. item, only has what percent? 20% of oxygen bleach. It's 80% filler. So we want to be buying real oxygen bleach. bleach. Yeah, which is 100% sodium percarbonate. 100%. And you can, if you can't find it anywhere, you can get it at Mona Williams. Right, you can buy at it at my Patrick's store. Right. store. And how, how much would you, if you're using 100% of sodium bicarbonate or whatever it's yeah. called, how much do you put in a load? A tablespoon if the load is really full. So if the load gets smaller, you cut back. Okay. There you go. It's so minimal. Yeah. It blows me away. I see all your other callers. We'll get to you. We're going to do this again next hour. So let people know. Um, coming up, we have so many other things to discuss, mm-hmm. including, are you a Dancing with the Stars fan? Not totally, but you know, we'll, we'll bit. chat about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is Laurie and Julie on My Talk. You can stream us live.